I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Rush Nation, before we get into today's show, here's a word from this week's partner. Hi, I'm Renee. Hello. I'm Simon, and together we're writing a very British guide to American football. Our aim is to increase the number of fans of this exciting game with the ultimate goal of having a UK-based NFL team. Our beginner's guide is aimed at anyone you know who doesn't understand what all the fuss is about, someone you would love to share your passion for the game with. It's going to be different, it's going to be quirky, and it's going to be fun. And it will be very British. Uh-oh. Does that mean it will also be stuffy, uptight, and repressed? No. And it won't be over-emotional and loud like some Americans I know. Huh. No longer will friends and family say, I don't get it. Why do those sissies with helmets and pads keep stopping? Our guide will be full-color illustrated and cover the basics, such as rules and gameplay, but it will also discuss American football culture and differences to soccer and rugby, plus a glossary of terms and something super awesome. Yes, included will be a pull-out fun survival guide that they can take maybe to the stadium and be able to follow the game sufficiently after reading in about 10 minutes. So visit us on verybritishguide.co.uk, on Twitter at VeryBritishNFL, or Facebook by searching VeryBritishNFL. Take our survey on our website to be entered in a draw for a free copy of the book when it comes out next year. Thanks for listening. Phones to silent, doors to cross-check, hold on to your hats. 
This is Five Yard Rush, your fantasy football podcast, with your hosts, Stocks, Sparky, Murph and Nick. Oh, Rush Nation, twice in one week, how lucky are you? And more to the point, how lucky am I? Once again, on this glorious Thursday evening, I'm joined by my two cohorts. Sparky cannot make it today. Apologies to Sparky's fanboys. Murph, how you doing? Yeah, really good, mate. How about yourself? Not too bad. Thanks for asking. This is now a regular thing. I can feel it every week. Yeah. Nick, sitting opposite me, feverishly typing away. How are you? I'm very well. Good, good. Short and sweet, as always, from the boys. The Thursday show is all about midweek rankings. Now, what we're going to do, we're going to put our own little spin on each team. All 32 teams, they're going to get given a school grade, as if they had either passed or, you know, like some teams, drastically failed their exams. Quick spin on each team, and then we'll just fly through it. Yeah, half-season review, so this is the opportunity now. We've got eight weeks' worth of data to review all, all the teams and make some uh, nailed-on predictions for the playoffs. Absolutely. So, as always, go find the podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Go and ask your Google Assistant, who said it before, play 5-Yard Rush Podcast. Get those ears working nicely. We're on social medias at 5 Yard Rush, Y-A-R-D Rush, because we're now official. Not blue tick yet, but it is coming. Extra bonus is if you could listen to it on your phone and then get home and then do the Google. Or you can do it on Alexa through the app. You just search TuneIn and we're on there as well. If you could do both, that'd be great. Cheers. So yeah, we just smashed past our all-time listens last week. Want to go past it again. Progression is key. Would like to point out that in the Five Yard Rush studio this evening it is frighteningly cold and we are all sipping on tea. So if there's any slurping in your ear holes, apologies, but it is completely necessary. Well, it's November now, so it's mm. easy to uh, easy to explain why it's cold. Well, we have a little space heater which is doing overtime down there. Yeah, it's, it's a frost it's a frost fighter, so it's probably designed to just knock the chill off your greenhouse, not <laughs> heat a studio with three grown men in it. So without further ado. So how are we going to do this, boys? We're going to take one each and just rotate round Robin style or... Yeah, we take one division each, um, and we just rotate it round, and then we'll talk about who we've picked for the playoffs based on uh, seeds, where we think the seeds are going to end up, so... and talk about variables, where there might be some change in position, but who we've gone for based on what we know. Do we know who's written each one in, in the list we're looking at? Uh, I do. Okay. Well, you might have to say that, because we all had divisions each, but Sparky was busy... So Murph covered his slack. I think I did a couple as well. But I did my first lot sitting on a path at work while someone was in a digger. And then my second lot I did this afternoon at home holding a little H. So Murph, you you can sort of co-drive this issue and point me in the right direction. Sure. Well, I mean, you wrote the AFC East. So I'll dive straight in. We're going to start with the AFC East and I'm starting with the Patriots. We're going to try and aim for... Th- I don't know whether we should have a clock and, and a prompt maybe. To try so and what keep I'll this. do is I will put a clock on for one minute a team. But if we can do it in under a minute, that would be great. So I will be in charge and I'll make some ridiculous noise every single time. It'll be a different noise every time just to really confuse you. <laughs> okay, excellent. All so right. yeah, uh, feel free to dive in with anything boys until we get to that minute marker and if we run out of stuff to say we shall move on. Perfect. So we will start with the AFC East and where better to start than last year's runners up the New England Patriots. I've given them an A. I just don't see how you can't give them anything other than an A. I don't know if you boys have given anybody an A plus or A minus. Is it just straight grades? I think there's one. I gave the Rams an A plus. Yeah, I think there's a couple of potential A pluses. I've got a couple of like. Okay, okay. That, 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 you're eating into my minute. Um, anyway, <laughs> so as always, Bill and Tom, 
doing it again. They start slow every year, and then when the big games come along, they matter. For instance, they rookied. Well, they didn't score Patrick Mahomes the other day, but they got the win against Kansas when they shouldn't have. They gave up a fifth-round pick to get Josh Gordon, who, I mean, that is decent business when you consider Amari Cooper went for a first. I know which one I'm rather giving up. Yeah, they need help on the defense, and the D-line isn't great, but they always find a way, and that is the Patriot way. I just I think Sony Michelle is a great addition. Uh, unfortunately, losing Isaiah win in the playoffs, no, sorry, preseason didn't work. Then I've got four seconds of fireworks going off. Yeah, so... You know, the Patriots are the Patriots. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Moving on. That's the Patriots. They got an A. Now, the next one's the Buffalo Bills. I've given them an E. I didn't know what the lowest grade possible to be given was. F. F. So, I should have given them an F. I'm going to change my grade on the fly. They're getting an F. They're in full rebuild. And I'm not sure what they else can be said. That isn't the end of my... Fireworks in the background. Josh Allen has looked lost at sea in his first year now. I know, Murph, you didn't particularly rate him, but he is my ride or die. I'm sticking with him. Don't know whether that's because I got given this or not. But well, he's not even in the no, team no, anymore. No, no, I know. He's been dropped, and it, he needed time to develop behind someone of note, and unfortunately there wasn't anyone at Buffalo to do that. I mean, Shady, he's got the impending legal situation over his head, whether he'd be traded. They've not been great on defence, uh, on offence, sorry, but the defence has been tenacious and hard-working. They've got good pieces there. They don't have any receivers, and Kelvin Benjamin is terrible. I've given the Bills an F. Moving on. How was that for a minute? Was I was spot on? Spot on. Great. Moving on. Start the timer. The Dolphins. They're four and four. I'm giving them a C, just because the Dolphins. It's an average grade, and the Dolphins are an average side with average players, and everything about the Fins is average. Even the color of their teal jersey. It's not an offensive teal. Oh, what te- color is teal? green is it's it? like a bluey green yeah so it's not an offensive green it isn't a green that everyone likes it, it's just a boring shade of average green why aren't they using Kenyon drake somebody explained to me you've got a feature back in Kenyon drake and they're using the infinite stone in in frank gore i mean the man will never die he is frank gore give Kenyon drake the rock he proved last week that he's good and he, they are suffering at receiver if you want to play frank gore Throw him in, throw Drake in at slot receiver. Hundred percent. Why the hell not? He's I, just they're just vanilla, aren't they? If you had to pick an ice cream flavor for the Dolphins, they're vanilla. Yeah, you can tolerate them, but no one actually really likes them. In a good point, they do have one of the best secondaries in the league, and Minka Fitzpatrick is legit. That's my time. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Moving on to my J-E-T-S Jets, 3-5. and five. I've given them a C. Sam Darnold is raw, but looks to have the substance to make it as a franchise quarterback. He's got good pocket presence. All right, yeah, he makes mistakes, but every rookie is going to. I, I think going forward, he could be a decent quarterback for a team like the Jets. And the Jets D, again, like the Bills, is really good. Uh, if, if they'd have got Marlon Mack in a trade for their defense, then that would have just sent them over the edge like it did for the Bears. They need to have all their weapons fit. I don't think Quincy and Noonwar is the answer as their star wide receiver. Robbie Anderson is unreliable and Jermaine Curse is like the Dolphins vanilla. I think adding Bashad Matthews is, is a decent move. We'll let, wait to see how that goes on. And like we mentioned on the Tuesday show, Elijah Maguire is a decent running back. I've got five seconds. I gave them a C. Go get Le'Veon Bell. That is me done. I'm only here so I don't get fined. AFC East out. Who's on the West? Is that me again? That's you again. Phew, you've had a lot of stocks in your ear holes. I apologise. Moving on to my beloved Broncos. Am I talking too fast? No. Perfect. Uh, good luck with this, guys, because this is hard work. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to Broncos. I've lost 10 seconds saying good luck. I've given them an E, and that is because they are an absolute disgrace. 
shaming mile high. Bradley Chubb is a shining light along with Von Miller and that pass rush is scary. The D's okay, but they need to strengthen at all secondary levels after losing the boy to Rams. His name's... I just lost his name because I'm talking too quickly. Yeah, anyway, so Demaris Thomas being traded to the Texans frees up Cortland Sutton. I really like that. Along with Deshaun Hamilton, the wide receiver core is looking legit in the future. Case Keenum, though, is not the answer. Um, I don't know what happens because now Chad... They, I know someone's been brought up from the practice squad. I can't remember his name, but Chase Kelly... Uh, Chad Kelly, sorry. Is, <laughs> he's gone and I really liked him. I got eight seconds. Yeah, so like I said, Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton and Philip Lindsay are the future. Moving on, the Chiefs. What can we say about the Chiefs? They're 7-1. and one. I've given them an A+. And that's... You know, they could have been A++ if they beat the Patriots. They were unlucky to lose by three points in that. They've got all the weapons in the world. Losing Tyreek Hill does not help, but... Mahomes has shown that he can use everybody on the field and is looking veteran already. The D's suspect and needs looking at, but with the way they score points, it's not the end of the world. And like we mentioned on Tuesday, the D is actually sneaky good. By adding a couple of pieces, you know, that good cup, a good draft for the Chiefs. I don't know what picks they've got. Anybody got anybody any knowledge on that? What they've got picks wise? Are they standard? They're just standard. I don't think they've got anything additional coming. Okay, cool. So yeah, if they manage to pick up a decent few bits on defense, they could be, you know, fire for the next few years. Andy Reid is a magician. I think they're going to go all the way and win the Lombardi. I just don't see how. Even the Rams, I think they've got more firepower than the Rams. And when it comes down to coaching, yes, Sean McVay is good, but Andy Reid can scheme for anybody. You give him a run at the Rams. Yeah, they play in the season, but I think if in a big game against the Rams, I, I could be wrong here. Can they play the Rams in the Super Bowl? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, if it's going to be the Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl, I think Andy Reid outcoaches Sean McVay. Moving on to the Chargers, go Bolts. I've given them a grade B. They're sitting at 5-2, and and the key to this is they're not conceding points. They've only given up 163 points, and this is quite low in the league, and it's also given the offense a chance to win games. Melvin Gordon is electric, and you know it'd be nice to see him come back off his bye fully fit, because the league is better with him. Keenan Allen is, he's not being Keenan Allen of second half last season, but he's doing well. The D, Joey Bosa coming back as well is going to be, I mean, he's like his brother, fire. And I think that can only help the D. I think the fact that they're solid going forward and defending means that they are just all round vanilla, but vanilla in a good way. We're talking like Madagascan bean vanilla sort of ice cream with a decent waffle cone. I think, and they got rid of their kicking woes of last year. They're no longer in trouble missing. You know, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but Sturgis. He, yeah, he's he's doing okay with kicking. Um, that's five seconds. I'm moving on to the Raiders now. We had a bit of contentious in <laughs> grading in the studio. I gave them a higher grade than they were, but after being talked down by Murph, this is probably fair. I've given them a C. Now this C is not based on their play; it's based on the fact they have five first-round picks in the next two years giving John Gruden the chance to build the squad the way he would like. Um, I, you know, I don't know whether Gruden is the man for the job there. Murph shaking his head, and, and I tend to agree. But the fact that he's got all these picks, and Derek Carr, let's not forget, he was an MVP candidate three years ago, something like that, 2015? Yeah, yeah well, so with that, I think they need to sign players all over the place, and they are leakier than a colander. But I just like the way they've gone about business. I just think it's a decent way to go about rebuilding a team that is in full tank mode. Yeah, fair. That's me done. AFC West out. On to the AFC North. All right, I'm on to the AFC North. So start with the Steelers. Give them a great B plus. 
So the only reason it's it's a plus is I think they've had to deal with some real difficult situations, such as uh, the Left Bell situation, and then AB when he tweeted about a, t- a trade after the first couple of weeks. But they are improving week to week. They're a real juggernaut now. They've got the momentum. Really poor start, not winning in their first two games, but they're now leading the AFC North. They're not going to look back. Connor has stepped in. He's made Bell unnecessary there now. AB and, and Ben have finally kissed and made up. It's not the best defense you'll see, but it's definitely good enough to, to win this division. Didn't have the best draft, but when you're picking in the back five or six picks every year, it's never going to be particularly strong, but they did miss a, a couple of tricks there. And so as a result, they're going to be uh, winning this division and heading to the playoffs. Uh, absolutely no problem and no doubt in my mind at all. Moving to the Bengals, giving them a grade B because they are five wins in eight games. It has been a positive start. Weren't really considered to be this kind of threat, but they do have the most wins in the division, but they're not leading the the division due to losses being more relevant than wins. But they do have a tough schedule going in now. So I think what's really going to let them down is, is the is the defense they've got a lot of injuries there they're really banged up there you've got Burfitt who's currently injured but when he's back he's always one minute away from a suspension there's no doubt in my mind he's going to get suspended at some point again he's already missed the first four games and don't forget Andy Dalton is still Andy Dalton he is still the quarterback of this team he is you know mediocre He's good enough to probably get them to the first round of playoffs. Probably no further, but I don't fancy them to get there. I think they're just going to fall just short. So moving on to the Ravens, they're 4-4, four and four, giving them a grade of B. Probably the only team I've given a, a, a B grade to that aren't over 500. I think they had a really good start. The, the defense was leading the league in uh, all rankings or the majority of the, the important rankings prior to Week 8. Still a top 3 defense overall. Lost to the majority of really good teams. Um, the offense is still a little bit lagging behind. Flacco has shown flashes of brilliance. He's built a better rapport with Brown. Probably hasn't made the best use of Crabtree, but that will continue as they hopefully improve and, and continue to go through. They've got a bit of an easier schedule on the back nine of the season, and I expect them to sneak above the Bengals into the wildcard places. Moving on to Cleveland. Cleveland is pretty much a write-off for the rest of this year. They're 2-5-1. and one. However, I have given them a grade of C. You can see they're greatly improved on last season. They've gone to overtime four times. They're only losing by the odd score, except for last weekend when they got completely blown out. And they're probably going to get blown out this weekend as well. Um, but they have really improved. They've got a lot of talent. They've got a lot of rookies. They've won... I think six of the eight weeks they've had the rookie of the year, uh, rookie of the week, and as a, as a result, they're still a really entertaining team to watch. Still basic errors, most of coaching. Now they've got rid of Hugh and Haley. I do expect them to improve, and as a result, 2019 will look rosy. But they've done some great moves with Cap and bringing in talent. So watch this space for Cleveland next year. AFC South. Who's written that? Uh, I wrote that. Go for it. So, leading the way in the AFC South at the moment is the Texans. They're 5-3. and three. I've given them a grade B. They were 0-3 oh to start the season, were considered to be one of the worst teams in football, have won five straight. I wouldn't say it's been the most impressive five-game winning streak I've ever seen, but they are winning the games. Beating the Jags in Jacksonville was absolutely key. This has given them the, the handcuff on the, um, on the division. I think they've got one hand on it. They've got the second easiest schedule coming in. 
I have got absolutely no doubt in my mind with the collapse of the Bengals, the Titans and the Colts being at least a year or two away. The Texans will walk this division and as a result, they should win it. Then moving on to the Titans. Titans have also given a B grade to despite being three and four. Uh, We're never predicted to compete. Uh, They've hung in there despite their injuries. But at the end of the day, they... They're just a little bit. They just don't have enough. They've had Mariota injured. They can't get Corey Davis relevant in there. Had a chance to be four and three. Threw it away on some coaching decisions by going for it instead of taking it to overtime. There's just not enough depth and depth and quality in this team. Could sneak to eight wins, but I don't think it's going to be good enough to go to the playoffs this year. The Colts have given a grade C to. They're three and five. Andrew Luck is back. He is not the same QB as he was. The arm strength isn't quite there. And the scheme for me has taken away a little bit of the excitement. It's made it a little bit more exciting and relevant. But at the end of the day, I just don't think they're quite in the place they need to get to. They can definitely score points. They've got a great O-line. Probably one of the better O-lines in the league. But their defense isn't quite the same standard. I can see them, again, probably around the 8-8 and mark. But I think they're going to fall short. But I do predict they will be a much better team in 2019, second year under Frank Reich. And Jaguars, I have given them a D. They are 3-5. and five. This team was tipped to be a Super Bowl contender. I never really believed it. I always felt they had a very easy schedule last year. Most of the teams they demolished last year were under 500. The, the team that really stood out, they beat the Steelers twice at the Steelers, which was impressive, but... Yeah. Ultimately, they didn't replace Blake Bortles. He's not getting it done. I don't think Bortles is any worse than he was last year. I just think the D is worse because they're playing better teams. I think they believe the hype and they're not as good as teams have made them out to be. But they need more weapons. The receivers they brought in, they haven't replaced Hearns. They haven't replaced Robinson. Moncrief is not getting it done. Keelan Cole got injured. I just think they're weak. And whilst you've got Fournette out there missing half a season, probably what it's going to work out to be in the end... Traded for Hyde, who's probably not good enough to get them into the playoffs. Yeldon's been the one bright spark. I just think this team is in complete disarray, and I think they're probably closer to a rebuild than a Super Bowl challenger. <laughs> that was your first and only alarm, Murph. Well played, sir. Thanks. Are we going to do the playoffs now, or do we wait till the end? Uh, let's, let's wait till the end. I think that'd be more fun. Excellent news. Moving on to the NFC East. Who wrote that? I did, but Nick hasn't spoken, so I think Nick should. I was just going to say, Nick, we've missed okay. your voice. I will give it a crack. Uh, NFC, so we're starting with the Redskins. I think they were a surprise in, in terms of the success that they've had, 5-2 uh, and two, uh, so far this year. They lost Darius Grease, obviously the, the highly touted rookie in, in the preseason. Picked up Alex Smith, though, who so far is doing a great job. But we think Adrian Peterson is, is, is really the, uh, the star of the show so far. He's obviously been around a bit. Cardinals, then Saints, and oh no, Saints, then Cardinals, and, and now with the Redskins. But he's, he's been uh, doing a great job and kind of back to the Adrian Peterson of old. Uh, and proving a real threat. So they probably have the best O-line in the league right now uh, and, and a pretty strong defence as well. Um, so we, we actually have them as the wildcard prediction. Uh, not sure they'll stay in first place in the division for now. They've got a bit of a tough line-up the remainder of the season, but kind of exciting and, and, and one that was a bit more surprising. Next up uh, with the Eagles... Uh, poor start. Uh, we're giving them a grade C here. Uh, they're currently running four and four. Pretty poor start for Philly. Obviously, the issues with uh, Foles and, and Carson Wentz, and the team is really kind of lacking identity. And, and certainly compared to how, how they performed last year, where there was just weapons everywhere and excellent defense, but now they're uh, they're looking a lot more sketchy. However, they were much improved at Wembley uh, and now finding ways to uh, to get the job done. 
And all in all, I think we, given the rest of their lineup, we expect them to uh, to overtake the Skins and, and come in first in the division. And we see them as the third or fourth seed in the NFC playoffs. Golden Tate will help there as well. Yeah, he will Agreed. definitely help. Agreed. Um, next up, the Cowboys. Really difficult one for for America's team. Uh, three and four so far this year. They're just super dull to watch. Um, <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott is having having a, a, an excellent year, but he's he's really the one bright spark. The O line is is awful, and, and is, Elliott's probably doing well in spite of them rather than because of them. And pretty irrelevant from a fantasy perspective. Uh, and it would if it wasn't for the strength of this division. Otherwise, would probably be the worst. And uh, I mean, Garrett's just in a tough spot. He's been around a long time. He's never really had success. Jerry Jones is a ultimately demanding owner, um, and obviously sunk billions into this franchise. Um, so uh, expect him to lose his job by the end of the season. And then finally, we have the Giants. Where do we begin? Taking Barkley at two and declaring this a win now team is the, one of the worst things we've ever seen. And before that, the quarterback's been sacked eight times this year. So already this year. Sorry, I'm struggling to read Murph's notes here. <laughs> That's all right. Um, That's all right. I was just talking about JPP sent the Bucks. Uh, for a third round pick and JPP has eight sacks so far this this year and he's up there with the leaders in, in the NFL in terms of sacks so where they're not getting any pressure as a defence they've traded away arguably one of their strongest assets for uh, a third round pick not really utilised in this year's draft absolutely makes sense worst crime of all that Eli is still the quarterback I mean yeah, they're getting a top three pick. We've the, said it all along. This is how bad the Giants are. The three of us struggled to fill 60 seconds talking about them. <laughs> oh, I could have filled a lot more. No, yeah, we <laughs> just nothing positive to say about them. They should all go. In fact, they should just get rid of everyone and, and, and redraft again. Come back as an expansion team. Here we go. On to the NFC South. Who wrote these? I wrote the NFC South. So for me, this is a, typically a very difficult division to understand. And it's proving, again, very similar this year. So we start with the Saints, the 6-1. and one, They're uh, an A grade. They got shot down in week one by Fitzmagic. But after sort of fixing some of the questions that have been raised by this defense, they have improved. But they have all the weapons, all the talent. Nick mentioned about Taysom Hill and some of the abilities they've got to line up. But they are deep. They're deep at wide receiver. They're deep at running back. They've got two elite running backs. They've got... All the options there you need, plus a Hall of Fame-ready quarterback. So it is a top three offensive football. Breeze is steering this boat. They are going to win the NFC South. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind. They will challenge the Rams for the one seed, but I think they're going to come short. But they will win this division, and I think it'll be the most comfortable margin we have seen in years. So excited for the matchup this week. I think that could be a a Super Bowl predicator. Mm. Yeah, I agree. So we've got now the Panthers... They're 5-2, giving them a grade B. Best thing this team did is, is hire North Turner as the offensive coordinator. He's really getting extra production uh, out of Cam. He's improved his uh, completion percentage to a uh, on pace for a career high. They've been really effective. I think, personally, they're a little dull to watch, but you have to give them the credit. It is effective. They're winning games. Some wins are quite impressive. Some are uh, a little bit desperate, like against the Eagles a couple of weeks ago. I think that the offense is a bit slow, but Cam does definitely do it. As well as um, you've got McCaffrey. I think he's not been as great as we thought he would be, but he is doing more than enough. But they've got an elite D. Luke uh, Kukli is definitely defensive player of the year, and they are going to get the wild card. Moving on to the Falcons, I've given them a D grade. Some of this isn't their fault. They've had a lot of injuries on that defensive line. They've conceded a lot of points this season, well over 200. Ryan has been good. I think he's had a decent season, especially from a fancy perspective, and he's keeping them in games. 
but he does struggle getting into shootouts like he did with Drew Brees, for example, and I can see that he might struggle again uh, with future games as uh, shootouts are definitely going to be this team's identity through the year. The D is just struggling to make game-winning stops. They've been in a couple of positions with the Saints and the Bengals where they could have got those stops and they could be over 500. I think this is going to be the story of the season. They could quite easily get to eight wins, but they're going to fall short and will not be in the playoffs. Fire the cannons! Moving on to the uh, world-famous uh, Ryan Fitzmagic Buccaneers. I mean, Buccaneers. Um, they've, I've given them a C grade. I think the reason they're a C and not a D is purely that they are one of the more entertaining teams. They've got the number one offense in football as it stands right now. And they've also had a ridiculously hard schedule to open up with New Orleans, Philadelphia, uh, and have the Falcons and have the Steelers. You know, it's been a really, really difficult start. It does get a little bit easier as it goes through um, and the back nine will be a bit more kind. But, you know, they've been struggling to get to to stay to get well above 500 the defense has been awful the worst in the NFL they've sat their defensive coordinator it, the, the problem is no one now with this controversy here at quarterback no one knows where they're going to be are they going to be a nine win team or five win team at this point nobody knows but I don't think they make the playoffs which is really really sad now Nick your NFC West yeah, I mean, this has got to be the division that has the biggest spread from, from best to worst. I mean, they will start with the best. I mean, the Rams are giving them an A+. They remain the only undefeated team. They would, I think, be well, con- well considered as the Super Bowl favourites. However, Green Bay proving this week that they're not invincible. And, I mean, top QBs are going to be what the Rams start facing in the off-season. Uh, but, so so the, there could be some questions there. But, but uh, for now, they just remain so exciting to watch. And as I mentioned, I can't wait for this week's matchup against uh, the Saints. I believe that the Saints actually have a, a slight, a still actually slight favourites, maybe by one point in the Vegas odds at the moment. We'll see how that closes uh, towards uh, Sunday's game. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, they 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 remain the kind of stellar team, uh, I think, in in, in the uh, in the conference. Uh, next up, the Seahawks. Giving them a grade C. I think grade C may be a little harsh for a four and three team, but the teams that they've beaten so far are the Cardinals, the Raiders, the Cowboys, and the Lions. So not exactly spectacular. They were pretty strong this week against the Lions, and the uh, the rushing attack led by Chris Carson is, does really start to be coming into its own. But I think the, the defense there remains vulnerable. There's only a team that's that's been on the up though, as we mentioned on Tuesday. Kind of excited to see how they progress uh, as, as as Russell Wilson um, develops as the season goes on. Next up, my beloved Cardinals. <laughs> they uh, they came off a 18-15 win against the 49ers. Not exactly anything to write home about, uh, and it wasn't pretty, but they got the win. And uh, um, although Rosen was kind of all over the place, he is uh, starting to show some promise, at least as a leader, if not as a passer. Um, <laughs> they are clearly building for the future, uh, and unlike certain New York-based teams, uh, there does seem to be a plan, and there does seem to be a bit of a sense of optimism. It's not being backed up by the numbers yet. It's not there no nowhere for this year, but uh, I think the the future is is not all gloomy. No, I think they got the right quarterback there. To be perfectly honest, I think they they're definitely trending upwards. I think everyone knew it was going to be rough there. I think the grades right, if not a little harsh, but yeah, I don't think they're bad. I think they're going to go on and improve. It's just whether they got the right coach is the biggest question. Mm, agreed. Yeah, I always the coach always looks like a little bit kind of uh, deer in the headlamps lights at the moment, um, <laughs> but we'll, but we'll see how it, I mean, it's it's a. Tough, st- tough. Uh, Excuse me, is this the way to Amarillo? Excuse me, is this the way to Amarillo? Next up, the 49ers. I've given them an E. 
the reason it's not an F is because their their uh, their failure is not entirely of their own making. Obviously, they lost their 135 million or whatever quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. McKinnon uh, never really took to the field, uh, but ultimately these guys are are, are fairly terrible. Um, I mean, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed there was a, there was an excellent series of the Freakonomics podcast, which I'm a big fan of. Just before the season kicked off, the uh, the, the the podcast was titled "How Not to Be a Loser," and it was about <laughs> the, the 49ers. I really recommend the listen. Uh, it was a lot of it was around Jimmy Garoppolo and the the sense of optimism with the new coaching staff there. But so far, it's it's just not playing out. Um, these guys are, are still struggling and uh, were again uh, already kind of out of contention for the year nicely played any objection to me taking the NFC North no sir crack on so let's start with the 4-3 and three Bears we've given them a grade B and this is because they have the ability to upset anyone their move for Cleomat was genius and they made a real defence to fear now they've got talent at every position on the defensive side of the ball and Matt Nagy He's just made Mitch Trubisky relevant by adding top talent in the free agency. I mean, you add Trey Burton, you add Robinson, who else have I missed? Khalil Mack, and then you you just think Taylor Gabriel was also an add. And by adding weapons to a quarterback who may not be the most accurate and sometimes makes poor throwing decisions, but he's got a set of wheels on him. So everybody knows dual threat quarterbacks are... Well, a tier above everybody else, fantasy and NFL-wise, just because of the options it gives to your team. I mean, look at Cam Newton. Uh, Nick mentioned him on Tuesday. I just think that they're they're really, really, really good. And they were unlucky against the Dolphins, but they currently leave the division, and it is a tough division. So anything leading is good. Moving on to the Vikings. Please, sir, can I have some more? No, there wasn't an alarm. There was no alarm. I was two seconds early. Murphy have cost me five seconds on the Vikings already. We've given them a C. They're currently sitting at four and three. Kirk Cousins hasn't gone as well as they may have hoped by giving him the mega bucks. Now, he's not been terrible. He's currently sustaining two high-end wide receivers, one of which, Adam Thielen, is one game away from breaking the all-time record of 100-yard games. I think he's joined Megatron on eight. Am I correct in saying Megatron? Yeah. Yeah, Stefan Diggs is good. The D isn't as good as it was last year. I'm not sure why, considering they added more pieces in the off-season. Something's changed. Their coaching staff isn't the same, and this could be it. They really miss Dalvin Cook. I think Dalvin Cook is so much better than Latavius Murray, and the option he provides as an all-down back would really help Cousins. The O-line is not good, and I think they need to improve there. They've got a C, but they could be a playoff threat. Moving on to the Packers, I've also given them a C. They're currently sitting at 4-3 and three also, but they're not scoring points like the Packers-led Aaron Rodgers team should be. That's the trouble. Rodgers should be able to drive this team down the field. He's got the weapons. They traded away Ty Montgomery to the Ravens. This is crazy. They traded him for a 2027th round pick. Yeah, That's just... See ya. That, that, I, guess that, I guess that goal line fumble, <laughs> running it out of the end zone, yeah. was was the end of his career. I mean, Aaron Jones now should be the lead back. Let's be honest, he should be. He's got the most talent. You've got number seventeen and number eighteen out wide with Marcus Scantling, Valdez, or Valdez Scantling. That's his name to try and name on a podcast. They've got the weapons. The D is sneaky good, led by Clinton Dix. I think. Clay Matthews, he's been struggling to get the new roughing the passer rule and has cost them penalty yards. And whether that has cost them a few games down the line, it's not his fault. He's tackled people legit and it's just a harsh penalty. But go, pack, go. Moving on to the Lions, I've given them a D. Probably should be a little less, but they're not roaring this season. They've added Kerryon Johnson in the draft and it was a great move. 
They hadn't had a 100-yard rushing game for a long, long time, and Kerryon Johnson has now done it twice. Even to have two over 100-yard games, the Lions desperately needed a run game, and he is providing it. Please stop giving LeGarrette Blunt the rock. Let Kerryon Johnson do the bolt load. That is for NFL and fantasy. He's just a better player. It's last chance you, isn't it? They're representing last chance you, because Blunt was part of that. Just, yeah, enough. Enough said. I mean... (laughs) Is Gimli, has he changed the way the Lions play? Yeah, probably. Matt Patricia, I mean, it's looking a different team to what they used to. Matty Stafford isn't the, he's not the throwing beast that he once was. Now Golden Tate's gone. Who do we, how do we know what's going to happen there? Um, but I just think, I'm going to get an alarm here. I'm sorry, I'm going to go over. I, they're going to change as a team in general. And No, I didn't order that cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the team is changing. Just don't know how so yet. Um, and that's the NFC North done. So that leaves us now with the 12 teams that we're going to announce are going to make the 2018 slash 2019 NFL playoffs. So I guess we should start with the AFC. I don't think there's a lot of debate here in any of these. So we are going with at the one seed, the Chiefs will hold off the Patriots to lock up home advantage the whole way. The Patriots will get home advantage in their first game in the playoffs. They will get a bye, but they will be the two seed for the first time in quite a while. Gone for the Steelers for the for the three seed. The Texans for the fourth seed. That's the one that could probably move, depending on records. Texans have the easier schedule, but Steelers have uh, the better players and the better talent. But we see them being a three and a four. But Steelers, we're going to plump to uh, reel that in. The Chargers are going to be the fifth seed. I think there's absolutely no debate on this. Nope. I think they will be the fifth seed. And we have gone for your Baltimore Ravens to sneak in on the final day to clinch the sixth spot in the playoffs and to be in the mix. Their D is far too legit for them not to be in the mix. 100%. Yeah, and when you look at who else it could be, the Finns maybe. No. I mean, the Finns. I, for me, I think you're tossing up between the Colts and the Bengals. And I just think the Ravens are going to get there. So that, that'll be a close three-way battle, I think. 100%. I think they're the three that will battle it out. And, you know, if, if we're wrong on that, you know, I, I won't hang my head too much. But I think it will be to one of those teams. Yes, sir. On to the NFC. We've got Nick's A-plus Rams in at one. I think everybody would have given them an A-plus. Given them any other grade bar A-plus, they are fire. In at two, we've got the New Orleans Saints. This makes Nick happy. Now, in at three... It's the NFC North winner, and we've gone for the Packers. Yeah, I'm comfortable with the Packers. I think they're the team that will just nick it. Yeah, they've got the most talent to do so, and Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, so therefore we have them in at three. Now, four, we've got Eagles. Yeah, it's a little smelly, I think, but they've got the talent to do so. I just I just think if you're looking at that division, you're thinking about teams that have been there, do I back Jay Gruden to go the whole way and win the division? <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, Carolina at five. Cam's playing well. North's getting the job done. And then we've got Alex Smith-led Redskins in at six. Yeah, I think they get in purely on their strength of schedule. They've got the easiest run in. Yeah, and they're I, five and two already. So. Yeah, I fancy him to punch in nine, ten wins. I just think they're, they're playing old school football. They'll, they'll sneak in, but I, I think the Eagles pit them to win the division. But... That could go the other way, but I still fancy those two teams to make it. Are we making a Super Bowl prediction today? We can make a Super Bowl Halfway prediction. Halfway through. I've already made mine. I'm going to go Chiefs-Rams. I know it's boring, but that would be one hell of a Super Bowl to stay up and watch. Yeah, I, I think it would be the best Super Bowl. 
I've got absolutely no confidence it will happen. <laughs> um, I've gone for a slightly different view. Is I'm going to go with the Saints versus the old favourites, the Patriots. That will be a game too. No yeah, doubts about that. Nick. And I picked the, the Saints to go the whole way. Oh, so I'm going Chiefs beating the Rams in the Super Bowl. Andy Reid, Murph is taking the Saints. Nick, where you at? Uh, well, having been on the, the wrong side of pack, the Packers in, in the uh, in the playoffs before, I'm going to go for a Packers Chiefs. I also have a bet on the Chiefs. I put Chiefs on to get into this to win the to win the conference at twelve to one at the beginning of the season. So I'm pretty pleased with that. So you're going um, Packers Chiefs. Super I'm going Packers Chiefs. And who to win? The Chiefs. Chiefs. There you heard it here first. Too, well, not here first. Probably everyone's predicting the Chiefs to go all the way. I suggest now, but. So, Rush Nation, let us know what you thought thought of our fast-talking mid-season breakdown. It was tough. I don't know how you two found the minute. It was difficult. Yeah, but it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. I think it's it's good to see. Um, maybe we'll, we might do this at the three-quarter way mark as well, just to sort of put it into some more context and we can see where we are week on week with our picks and, and where we are. But I feel pretty confident on 11 of these 12. I think the NFC North winner is the one that... Uh, I, I go with the Packers now, but that's the one I'd say is the most at risk of being wrong. Straight up. Well, go find the podcast on all the podcast platforms. I'm not going to say it again. There's just too many. We're pretty much everywhere now, and we're coming at you through all streams of audio media. We're on social medias at 5 Yard Rush, and that is Yard like the Yard Broom. It's all four letters. We're there. We're kicking. It's Thursday night. I'm tired. Murph looks tired. He's got a journey home. Nick's got some dinner to get to, so Murph, thanks very much for organising today. Thanks for thanks for doing this. I think it's fun, and let us know what you think. And if you've got any other ideas and things we want to do, and some one-off specials or just uh, things to add to the pod week to week, uh, get in touch with us on Twitter and all the usual channels, and we will definitely entertain any ideas for sure. Nick, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks everyone. Uh, appreciate the listens. Um, hopefully, boys, we'll see you both next week. Definitely. Until for then, sure. Rush Nation, keep rushing. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PREP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PREP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.